Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. I'm Tower here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com You can find Warren Radio on Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, and Linktree. And you can also listen and download our shows by going to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. We are found on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Do not miss this post, America's Captors. America's Captors is an epistle of the end time of the end of days presenting a prophetic warning to America and the nations. Do not miss this post. Christian Living Turbulent End Times Christian living in such uncertain times can be hard, difficult. Paul said these would be perilous times. For sure we are there. Do not miss this post. Choice, Chance, and Consequences In getting understanding, get this. Choice, Chance, and Consequences Righteousness can rule in the hearts of people who have been redeemed through Christ Jesus. Do not miss this post, Finite Life and the Infinite Truth. Finite life and the infinite truth means living life and knowing there is an eternal God. People's societies are led by feeling and hedonism. And the latest posts on warn-usa.com. Do not miss this post. Burden of Egypt, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 31 on Battle Lines. We find much today in our reading of Egypt. The distance between the Old and New Testament is only paralleled by the prophecies of the Lord. And do not miss this post on danaglinsmith.com. Israel... Israeli Middle East struggle for peace with people who want no peace. Biden's anti-Israel proclivities have taken hold. Israel's enemies are emboldened, all because a Marxist political threat has taken over the government of America. Be sure to get your book by the watchman, The Rising. It's a fiction Christian thriller. And there, it talks about things that are going on now in America, so it's, it's really a good read, so be sure to get your copy. And you can get it by going over to danaglinsmith.com where you can visit our Christian books and resource shop and that we're, we feature the rising and other Christian books as well as resources from our vision media. And you can also sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter on danaglinsmith.com. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at 
warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com and also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings. Welcome to a Friday edition of Sound the Shofar. I am the watchman, Dana Smith. I was a watchman before being a watchman was cool. But there's been a lot of watchmen, preachers, And over the years, I've heard a lot of good teachings and a lot of good people who stood in the gap to try to warn America to repent and return. But you know, for America, it's kind of hard to return to something when you never knew what that something was, and that's the issue. We've lost touch with the gospel, the truth, holiness, righteousness, civility, purity. Love does not come by cheap sexual imitations. And today, I don't need to tell you how screwed up the nation is. But you know, there's a lot of truth that we find in the Word of God that relates to nature. The Lord even talked about how the birds of the air, you know, God takes care of them. Well, you know, around here we have turkeys, wild turkeys. I'm not talking about the politicians. There's a bunch of turkeys in there, too. But you see, these turkeys come and go in groups. And they're just like a few feet from me. And uh, we have Canadian geese along the river here. And they're not too far away from where I'm at. And this time of year they have their babies. We've seen deer down here. There was even an elk one time in the river. We have bald eagles. Had I uh, took a shot, a photograph of a bald eagle sitting on a rock in the middle of our river. Beautiful shot. Now you see, when you look at the animals and stuff, you know, they always manage to find a place to eat, a place to stay warm. And the Lord brought that out when discussing the Gentiles, the nations of men, and discussing with the apostles the provision of God. Your father knows what you have need of, he said. And in today's society, things are screwed up. There are many things to which we have talked about. And there are many threats to our freedom. And, you know, the issue here is that America does not face an easy time of it. Because there are a high percentage of people that are lawless. They're liars. They'll do anything to stay in power. And they're also up in Congress. Pelosi is one of them. Schumer is another one. 
and quite a number of the other Democrats. And if there was ever a need for a limit on how long you can stay in office, we have a good example. Because right now America is on the verge of being totally destroyed by an old man that shouldn't have been put in office. But the choice other than that wasn't very good. Bernie Sanders, if he would have won, he's another old man. But we have a lot of young, good, and very diligent and smart young people. And I'm speaking primarily of people like Charlie Kirk and a lot of others. There's also Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren, uh, Lauren Boebert, and quite a number of others who speak out in Congress, who call these things out. But still, you know, as we call these things out and we live every day, Americans are facing something that they haven't faced before. Gas prices that are horrendous. Supply chains that are terrible. Now, you see, there's one thing I know, and that's food. And in another portion of my life, I have been executive chef, food and beverage manager, owner of my own restaurant, a catering business, And if there's one thing I know is food, I've checked in countless orders delivered by a semi for the restaurant. I know what good produce is. And uh, I know what good meat is. But see, we for a long time have stopped buying meat in the store, except for a couple of brands that we know personally because they're produced pretty locally. But in Albertsons, and that's our store chain here, and... uh, There's an organic store. There's Walmart. No matter where you go, the produce is about as bad as I have ever seen it. And in fact, in some stores, the produce is so bad that I would never touch it. And I don't. And so when I begin to see things like that on a regular basis and for months now, it tells me that there is a fundamental issue in this system that we have today in America. When you have open borders, there's a fundamental problem. When you have Democrats who are willing to do anything to destroy your country in order to get their way, we have a fundamental problem. And so today, I talk to you, and you're going to face issues, serious, serious issues. Many already have. There are murderers out there, killers, muggers, mass killers, and the answer is not gun control. Matter of fact, the biggest genocides on earth happen when a government takes the weapons away. That's what they did in China a long time ago. That's what they did in North Korea. That's what 
Idi Amin did when he came to power. That's what they did in Venezuela. You can find the history of mankind in the blood of the citizens, and that blood was shed by their own government. The biggest genocide there is anywhere is government genocide of its own people. And make no mistake, you have people in power in Washington, D.C. that could justify outlawing all guns and enforcing everything by the bullet. Our forefathers had it this way for a reason. And as Jefferson said, you have a republic if you can keep it. We do not have a republic anymore. We have a sloppy, idiotic, stupid, fornicating democracy. One that just as soon burn the Bill of Rights and the Constitution and bring in socialism to satisfy a bunch of soft-spoken, bratty children who were never taught about the Lord God by parents who had plenty of money many times. They lived in America. They've had a soft life, and they've been corrupted. We are a corrupt, soft society that has a leadership that is some of the moronic, misguided leadership this country has ever seen. And they're there for a reason. It's called judgment. Now, I suggest... You go to our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. I've got an article there. It's called an epistle for a reason. America's captors. You go to our website and read that. We have a lot of in-depth Christian articles to help guide you. On a lot of issues. Every issue you could think about that's hit in this country. I've written about. But back to the birds and the animals around here. Every day. I behold them. And what they're doing. Because they go by right where my office is. They're right there. They're everywhere. And they don't give one wang about whether Democrats in office or Republican. Every day, and even the squirrels, before winter shows up, they have already run all over the yard and everywhere else finding things to stick away for when there's no food. And then when it gets cold, you never see them much. Because they're all prepared, hidden, warm, and got something to eat. Every day, my whole life, I've never seen one wildlife animal of any kind sit on a rock or stand in a meadow and look perplexed as, why do we have that guy in office why did the humans elect him? But humans, which are supposed to be the brightest of all creatures, can many times be the dumbest, the most misguided, the wickedest, the murderous, and every other issue there is. I've yet to see a squirrel have any kind of a weapon to attack you simply because he doesn't like you. Or the group of turkeys attack you. If you want to go up and molest their young, you're going to have trouble, even with the geese. 
See, the Lord used that scenario to tell the humans, those who he is speaking to, although today many people who call themselves human, I wonder how they can be called that. Because we have no love for one another. We speak lies and we think it's okay. We'll murder each other for no reason at all. And we can't even talk civil in our Congress to each other. But I got news for you. You know, that goes on even in Israel and other places. In some of the other places, they even get, to, get into fights in their so-called political arenas. Maybe that's why my dad told me two things you don't do in public is talk religion and politics. Well, I don't talk religion. I teach the Word of God. You see, faith in Christ is not a religion. I don't care what they say. It is an experience. It is a fellowship. It is an act of becoming the sons of God as God intended. We are sons and daughters of the king. And I got news for you. Long before Biden got in, the Lord warned me. And I mentioned some of that. I knew what was going to happen when Biden got in. I was told plainly, bluntly, that this is judgment. So does the one who created me. Can I ask him or challenge him and say, who do you think you are for putting us through this? Well, that's where my article, America's Captors, come in. And also where my book that I wrote. Of course, you write a book. I've written a number of books. This is the rising. It details an overthrow of America. And it was written, the plots were written before the COVID pandemic even started. And there's a lot of stuff in there that paralleled exactly what happened. But there's things in there that I wrote that you're not going to find anywhere. And the way I wrote them. So check out the book, The Rising, by Dana Glenn Smith. It's in a lot of places, overseas and elsewhere. You can go to our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com, and they, you'll find links to everything. But check it out. Leave a comment after you read it. You can come to our websites and send us a contact. I want to hear from you. I want about 10 to 20 people to read that book. Now, if you don't want to read the book, you contact me and tell me why. If you're too cheap to buy the book, write me and tell me why. But I'm sitting here telling you The Rising is an important book. It's a Christian fiction, but it's a lot more than that. Because it all relates to what we're going to talk about today. And this is part 11. Lord God, governor of the nation. And this part 11 is called Land of Promise. Now you see, as I said earlier, I'm a watchman. Now, while I warn America, I'm not a watchman of America. I am not a Republican watchman. I am not a Democrat watchman. I am not a Republican preacher or teacher or a Democrat. I am not independent. 
and I am not a denominational castaway. I'm not a denominational fornicator. I'm not a denominational anything. It was the Lord God who called me out when I was driving out in the middle of desert. I even wrote a track about it in an article called I Met God in the Desert. And Tower and I have been on this path for many, many, many years, beginning back in 73. And I could tell you today that today it is our anniversary. And you would be shocked to know how long she and I have been together. But we're here together, living as we do, because we do not live and get rich off of what we're doing. That is not even anything we're interested in. We're not interested in selling books, selling religion, or anything just so we can say, we're successful. We've got a multi-million dollar ministry. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in preaching the truth and getting the word out for the Lord God. You don't want to send us money? That's fine. I don't care. I'm not asking for your money. When we do the shows, and the advocacy shows, we tell you who to support. To, you know, supporting the boots-on-the-ground ministries that help those who need help. That's where our focus is. Getting this out, talking and writing and publishing for one reason. To see people redeemed and changed. But I know the results of sin. I know when the devil has entered in. I know when the division is here. I know when darkness is on the land. I knew what was happening. And the only reason I know is because of the Lord God through his spirit. And in America, it has been the land of promise. It has been the city of God for many people. But it is not the land of promise. It is not the city of God. It is not the inheritance that I'm working for. The inheritance, the land of promise, and the city of God, there's only one. Just like Abraham went out by faith not knowing where he was going or the destination, so too we work here Every day. And we do it for one reason. To get the word out of our God and our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, Yahshua HaMashiach. We're not here to argue with you. We're here to tell you the truth. You don't want to hear the truth? That's fine. That's why I tell people to go read Revelation 22. And, and I'm not going to tell you what part, because you have to have ears to hear. And the Spirit has to give it to you. You don't have ears to hear? I can't help you. If you don't believe that the Word of God is the Word of God, I can't help you. We got devils in the prophet, to, I mean, in, in the pulpit today. We have got falseness. And America's foundation, which was built on truth, has been torn away. Your nation is facing judgment and division. And if they succeed, you're going to be in a hell on earth here in this country. Now, that's not a promise. That's not a threat. That's information. You don't believe it? I don't care. You don't want to listen? I don't care. I'm here to tell the truth, and I'm going to tell the truth, and I'm going to speak as long as I have the breath and God allows me to do it. But I do have a land of promise and the city of God. And just like Abraham, who went out by faith... Tower and I went out by faith many years ago. And we took our whole family. And we're still here. 
we're still together, and we know as there's a God in heaven what is right, what is wrong, what is truth, what are lies, what is good, and what is bad. And I got news for you today. There are many, many Christians today who know this God and his son and are born again, and this is worldwide. And there are former every kind of religion and every kind of person who God has redeemed. And they know what truth is. They know when their government's lying to them. They know when darkness is in the land. They know what spirits are there. They know how to rebuke these things. This is spiritual warfare. This is the end. This is time for the church to stand up. So, as we look at that, and on Fridays, this is the kind of program we have. Because I take time in this broadcast to talk to you. I call it talking from the midsection. I call it the gut. It's when you stand with people and you can be square with them. And you both have a camaraderie. You can see and understand what the other one's talking about. The land of promise. Hebrews 11, 8 through 10. By faith, Abraham... Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. He went out not knowing whither he went. He was called to go out by the Lord God. Abraham heard it. He knew. Because when God speaks to you, many people want these things hanging off the side of their ears to hear everything. See, these ears, they pick up a lot of chatter. When God speaks to you, it can resonate through your entire spirit. So loud, you can hear it. That is, if you're attuned. It takes practice and understanding. But he went out. And when God spoke to him, it had to be persuasive, commanding. Abram, get out of this place. Go to a land which I shall give you. And so by faith he left, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of him of the same promise. Now you see, through Isaac, the promise went through. And from Isaac... You go down the line a ways, you find Yeshua, Jesus. That's the scarlet thread of redemption. It didn't go through Ishmael. It didn't go through Jacob. It went through Isaac. Abraham to Isaac. And it says, for he looked for a city, meaning Abraham, which has foundations, whose builders and maker is God. And that's what I look for. I don't look for an America emblazoned in heaven. I look for the city of God. 
I don't look for Russia. I don't look for China. I don't look for anything. I look for a city, for a place whose builder and maker is our Lord and our God, even our Father, who has given everything into the hands of his son, Yahshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ. And upon him, who is the chief cornerstone, is built, and you'll find the apostles and the prophets in that foundation as well. Galatians 3, 6 through 9, Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, know you therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. We're just like him. In the fact that Abraham believed God, we believed the Lord. And what did we believe? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him that means trust in rely on and cling to should not perish but have everlasting life for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved now you got to keep reading for a few verses to understand that I'll let you do that at another time. But basically, the Lord says right after that, that people won't come. There are those who will not come. Because they love darkness more than light. And in America today, we love darkness more than light. We have entire generations of Satanists and every other kind of proclivity in this nation. A nation that is not righteous will not stand. Now, of course, the other question to that is how come China, North Korea, Russia, and others, how come they're allowed to go while they oppress their own people? And you see, God has given man a certain time on this earth. And he's not going to intervene till that time is over to allow as many as can to be saved. Now that alone does not solve the issue. Why would God judge America and let Russia and China and North Korea be wicked willing to destroy the world with nukes just for their own purposes. Why does God allow all the Muslims, the radicals, to go around and slaughter Christians? Why doesn't he stop them? See, there are a lot of people that have a lot of questions. But see, it's given unto us to have faith and to understand that God will take care of us, that in the end, the Lord told us in the Gospels. I will paraphrase. Don't be surprised. If the world hates you. For it hated me. Why? Because he revealed its sin. The world is not perfect. Isaiah says of this world that the curse has devoured the earth. The same curse that was created when Adam and Eve fell. 
and sinned against the Lord. It is not global warming. It is not carbon. It is sin. Verse 8, it goes on of Galatians 3. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So that then, so then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Now you see, part of that is the fact that God had called Abraham out and he was going to give him the land of the Canaanites. Now in scripture, it tells you specifically the Amorites. The Amorites were the most powerful tribe of the Canaanites. And within that, that little promise, God talks about the fact, and this is after he gave Abraham a dream, Abraham, Abraham, he became Abraham. And in that dream, he had this dark dream, frightening dream. There's a lot of stuff in that dream. But he talks about this time when a nation whom they will serve, he will judge. And afterwards, they will come out with great substance. But up until that time, we're talking about Egypt. See, Egypt was a place of salvation when Jacob and his family went in there. And then once Joseph died, a new king put them all in bondage. And so you have this round figure. It, it says here, he tells Abraham that thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace, thou shalt be buried in good old age. But in the fourth generation they shall come hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. And so, when God does give you prophetic impetus, it's a general highlight. You don't learn every detail because we're to live by faith. But see, he couldn't go immediately into the promised land and save him all that problem. First of all, there's testing. You can't give a nation or land to a people who are happy where they're at and don't want to move. You get comfortable in your sins. God's got to wake you up. But the Amorites, God knew that their sin would rise to the point where they would lose their land. And he was going to give that land to the descendants of Abraham. But at the point of the vision... And Abraham being informed, it was still 
about 400 years away before they could even begin to enter in. But see, when Moses did get them up there and sent the 12 spies in, 10 of them came back with a bad report saying we can't, we can't take them out, over. Now, there, there were a couple. Caleb, Caleb and Joshua had the faith, and Scripture says that they had a different spirit about them. And they were ready to go in. Well, Israel sinned. And so they had to wander in the desert for another 40 years until that generation passed on. God said, I will take your kids into this place to inherit it. But I find the interesting thing when we talk about the vision that Abraham had. Abraham, verse 17 of Genesis 15, And it came to pass that when the sun went down, it was dark, and behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. And this is kind of interesting as far as what are we talking about? A smoking furnace with a fiery torched that passed Abraham had a deep prophetic sleep which added to this whole thing that he went to sleep and it was prophetic he fell into this <clears throat> but whatever he saw <clears throat> you had a fiery cho uh, torch and you had a smoking furnace and this you could call a phenomenon passed between the pieces or passed through them from one to the other and it resembled a smoking stove with a fiery Torch. There was a brilliant flame that came out of it. And of course, that's how Jehovah manifested himself. He was found in the fire. And of course, this dream also was... A very dark dream with a promise to it. So in verse 18 it said, In the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, Unto thy seed I have given this land from the river, the Nile of Egypt, unto the great river, the river Euphrates. And see, all Abraham had to do was receive the covenant. You see, we're talking about the God of the universe who reached down to man, the fallen man. A word to use is condescended. He reached down to man. What is man that thou art mindful of him, Scripture says? I can tell you that's what the devil said. Why are you treating man so gracious? Why did you save him? He's not worth saving. But God so loved the world, it was his creation. And see, the saving of man had always been intended. The fall of man, God knew, would happen. And so when you find this context, you have all the different tribes in here. I call them the Ites tribe. The Canaanites, 
the Kenizzites, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephams, the Rephams, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. Now, some of those we hear again in the Old Testament. So it's interesting. Because a lot of these Canaanites, after Israel got in the land, they were still around. They didn't like Israel very well. And I believe that these same Canaanites are those in Israel today and surrounding Israel These are the same ones. Only we call them Palestinians. They actually come out of the loins of the the other line of Abraham, Ishmael. But there is also these Canaanites, Jebusites, and these others that are still in the land by other names, but they're descended from them. Israel has a lot of enemies. There's no way they've got all that land. But see, that was the original covenant. So Israel doesn't even have all the land. Matter of fact, they're having a hard time even trying to claim the Temple Mount where they say that the temple was. And I've seen some experts talk about that over in Israel, saying that that is not where the temple was. Now, these are Jewish experts and scientists. You see, I'm not worried where the temple was. Now, see, the Jews are because... That was an important part of the relationship to God. But in the New Covenant, we are the temple of God. In the New Covenant through Yahshua, we are that New Covenant. When we walk, the Spirit of God is within us. But one of these days when Christ comes, we are literally going to be changed. And we will then become the sons of God. What do you think? He did all this just to... (laughs) make you like some animal and throw you feed? No. You're going to be like Yahshua, Jesus. His sons and daughters. So the bottom line of it is we have a promise like Abraham had a promise, but we are connected to Abraham because of faith. Paul points that out. But that does not take away from the hope that we have, the kingdom that we have, and this godhood that we will ascend to. We're not gods now. We're the children of the Most High, yes, But we haven't been completed yet, I guess you could say. We see through a glass darkly. We have to walk in the light. We have to run the race. We have to finish the race. We have to stay in the light. We have to have faith. We need to please God. And we need to confess our sins. Because in this race... As future sons of God, I mean, right now we can look, and by faith we can say we are the children of God. But yet, even as children of God in this flesh, we do sin. And that's where 1 John 1 comes in. You can read that. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That tells you the relationship of walking in the light to the cleansing of the blood of your sins. But it also says in this section that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of those sins. 
for with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And so while we look at America and we look at the world, and, and folks, your flesh and even your spirit, as the Lord says, it, it is grievous. These are perilous times. And it can burden your spirit. That's why you need to pray, why you need the word of God. And I call it the washing of the water. By the word of God. You listen to the word of God. You read the word of God. And that will cleanse your spirit. It will also cleanse your house. Chases it out. It just refreshes you. Every day you hear, you see things that are distressing, that are troubling and so you focus your spirit and your heart on the Lord. That's Without him we can do nothing, John 15. That's where we're at. And so today as we look at all this, You know, the coming of the Lord is much closer than it's ever been. But also, the iniquity, the corruption, the lies, the shedding of blood, the murder, is some of the worst it's ever been. And of course, that's not good. But in all of this, as we look, our redemption draws nigh. But see, many people that are coming up here, they're not friends. And there are innocent. But see, connected to this has been child trafficking, sex trafficking, all kinds of wickedness. This is not good, having open borders and allowing these gangs and these thugs in Mexico to run the show. But see, they're not the only ones because there's money flowing in. Always has been, even during Obama's time, all the way back. There have always been groups that are paid for by Soros that work with him and others. This is, there's a lot of money flowing in. And their one goal is to flood America with every illegal that they can find to destroy the system, to bring it down, rebuild it, and bring it in to their global government. Because the goal is the same one it was probably 20 years ago. And they were pushing this. Canada, America, and Mexico become one giant United States of America. One superhighway from America all the way down into Mexico. See, I had a map of that. We used to talk about that all the time. That's what they wanted. And they couldn't push it through. It was stopped. Just the other day, about a week ago, I think it was, the president of Mexico talked about that. Well, let's join up. Why, why would he say that? Because he knows very well that's what was proposed before. That hasn't gone away. Soros hasn't gone away. Klaus Schwab popped up, but that guy's a pervert. How do I know that? Well... There's proof. So today, look to the Lord and be safe. Have faith. You're a child of the King. This thing isn't over. It's going to be tough. Draw close to him and he'll draw close to you. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness 
from the preaching, teaching, streaming of this word and the receiving of this word. And in Jesus' name, I bind you from all parts of this. Until next time, Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.